0: Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. While you're standing, good morning everyone. Look at all you wonderful people. While we're here, let's pray for the kids going to Planet Shakers. Because there's going to be some lives changed. And we'll be praying for you too. Father, thank you. Father, thank you for going ahead of our young children, our young people going to Melbourne. They're not meeting with the church they're not meeting with a conference god they're meeting with god they're going to meet with you holy spirit lives are going to be changed minds are going to be set right habits are going to be lost and a destiny is going to be realized eternity is going to be placed into their hearts thank you father thank you father speak your truth to them and god this week for the rest of us here Thank you for your Holy Spirit being with us, guiding us into all truth. Thank you, Jesus, for your promises. They are good. They are excellent. And we desire them, God. We desire your promises, your truths you have for us. Thank you for revealing your truth to us, not just today, but through the rest of this week. As we search for you, we will find you. As we knock, the door will be opened. As we ask, it will be given. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, all right, all right. Where's that cool? You can sit down too, by the way. Thank you. Some of you have. The other one's open. I'll just open both of them. Thanks, guys, for your music. All right. Let's just open both of them. Then I can just drink as much as I want. It'll be a quick service today because I'm drinking so much water. I need to go to the toilet. Okay, I will not scale that. Thank you, Pastor Stephen. You're down there now. Be quiet. No, I don't expect you to be quiet. I don't want you to be quiet. You keep talking. And that goes for the same for the rest of you. If, you. if you want to agree with me, agree with me. If you want to say, what? You say, what? Or oh, whatever. I don't know why I had to say that twice. I have been reading from Matthew 11, and I am amazed at what God is speaking to me. We are going through a season of recalibration, of uh, restoration, of, of renewing, of, of setting our sights back on what's right and what's true. Pastor Kylie spoke, spoke she didn't smoke anything, she spoke a great <laughs> word last week uh, and it's just, been, it's just been the ball is rolling, I'm going to continue because that was funny, I know. There's going to be a, a ball that's continuing to roll and I see it. Um, in messages I'm listening to from other podcasts that there is, there is a re-establishing God is, is, is pulling our attention back to where it needs to be, you know, and, and pulling our lives back to where it needs to be. So today is going to be a bit more of that. So thank you, Father, for what you're going to speak here. Thank you for your word, God. One of the things that I'm getting is that it's our treasures, if you want them to be, You can realign where your treasure is. Uh, So what do I mean by that? Like you may be struggling in life because you're looking for treasures in places where they're not fulfilling you. You're looking for – you're going after something and you're expecting a payout of of reward for that treasure because you've placed your heart in something and and you're not getting it. Anyone been there before you? You're just looking and you just – it might be work, just work, work, work because this is what we need to do, provide for my family, work hard, get that, get the thing but then I find I'm, I'm getting the thing but it's not fulfilling me. It's not providing for me. It's, not, it's actually taking away from me. It's actually the more I give, the more it takes and, the, and, and it can take my time, it takes my energy, it takes my, my passion, it takes my love, it takes my patience and my kindness and my goodness has all been sucked into this thing. Or maybe I'm just speaking about me. But I find, I see God realigning where our treasures are. You know, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. So this week, ask God, because Pastor Kyle said a few weeks ago, uh, God is showing us a new way, a better way of doing things. So ask God, I want a better way. I want to be able to find my treasures in your word. I want to be able to find my treasures in Jesus. I want to be able to find my treasure in, in when I spend time with you, in when I'm listening to you, when I'm praying with you, and when I'm talking with you, and when I'm driving my car, and when I'm I'm at my worst, I'm at my best. I want to find my treasures in you, God. And, and, I, and the treasure that we get out of God's Word is rich at the moment. It's always rich, but I'm just finding it so rich at the moment. If you want to spend five minutes reading the Bible, um, you're going to get – five hours' worth of value of just thinking. Or maybe five decades. You could just be chewing over that thing like an old life sucker, like just chewing away at it, something from the sweet tooths around. So God, and he, and he's also, nah, it doesn't matter, it was a thought, it's not important. I've been listening to um, the podcast, on River Edge podcast, we've had a couple of weeks and months that have been missed because stuff's been going on, if you've looked at the podcast lately. Um, but the la- Steve McCrackens, that's the reason why I said that, is because Steve McCrackens is high on the list when he came in November and he talked about um, faith and obedience. And Man, just, I was listening to it again and I'm like, this is so good. So if you haven't, you need to listen to it. If you're not, yeah, I kind of remember that. You need to listen to it again. Go home today Somewhere, find some time to listen to this podcast. Put it on two speed if you really need to, just to fit it into your busy day. Um, but do it. Listen to it because it's talking. Uh, he talks a lot about where we're going to be in two years' time, where that's going to set us up for five years' time. Where it's going, to, where Mildura is going to be in ten years' time. Because we affect Muldura. You, we affect what the the climate, the spiritual atmosphere of this city. This is our turf. We affect it. So what we choose to submit to, what we choose to dig into, what we choose to invest ourselves in, what we choose to give to, to work towards, that is going to change our city. Or would you rather the city be changed by someone else? Would you? Are you happy with the status quo of the government and and the, the climate of what is going on in culture at the moment? Are you happy with that? Do you think it's something that is leading us towards joy and utopia, pleasure and happiness, fun for all, they know all, Mm. no, we need to make decisions and it was a, that message is a call to making a decision, what are you going to do, are you, and and he finishes off, he says, what am I going to, how can I be involved, this is talking about building a new building, right, how can I be involved, Uh, can't remember the rest, what can I give? Yep, doesn't matter. You see, you have to go and listen to it now because I am losing it. Okay, let's get on to it. Okay. I love the, the the songs you picked this morning, Chelsea. I love what Holy Spirit guided you towards because uh, I really want to talk about some of the words that Jesus spoke about in Matthew 11. Jesus says, come. Come. It should Put the, hang on. That's better. Jesus says, come. And what you do when Jesus says, come. How do you respond when Jesus says, come? And, and what is he telling us? And what is he showing us? And that's what we're going to get into. So it's Matthew 11. You're going to talk about, there's five verses. So 25 to 30. But you know me, I'm probably going to chuck, I'll definitely go to chuck more in there. Uh, and I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. Um, but I'll give you a bit of background, right, to this passage through Matthew 11, he's talking about – at the start, he talks about John the Baptist um, and asking the – like, what do you expect to see when you saw John the Baptist and all these things? And then he starts talking about um, some of the cities that he's been doing miracles in and, like, how it's like, if, if, if you only had a know what's going on when I was there – because these are the cities that didn't respond – Jesus did lots of miracles there, some wondrous signs, amazing things, but they didn't respond. They didn't repent. They didn't, didn't, when Jesus said to come, they, they kind of responded, but didn't follow through in their response. I don't want to be like that. So he's, he's setting this tone, but then he starts in with verse 25. So at that time, Jesus prayed this prayer. There you go, Regan. You can chuck that on the screen. Oh Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever, and for revealing them to the childlike. Let's pause about that for a second. Like what Steve says, yeah, I'm, I, I'm feeling holy. I feel great. I know everything. I see all. I know, <laughs> I know all. Uh, for those who think that, those who think they've got it together and that they have everything they need and they don't need to go, all right, what is that? Self-dependence those who are self-dependent and don't need anything else, God has hidden his word from those. Hidden these things, these secrets, these treasures, these wondrous promises. But he reveals it to those who are childlike. What's childlike? Who's got kids? Who's involved with kids? Do Do you know what they mean by childlike? So kids just... They just do what they want to do, right? They, they think what they want to think. But if you tell them, you say, hey, uh, we're going to go get lollies. They're like, yeah, we're going to go get lollies. Let's go. Let's go to the lollies shop, Jotham. I won't say that because he will definitely think we are going to go to the lollies shop and buy some. They're not open on Sundays. <laughs> they are, I know, I know. They're, what shop wouldn't be open on Sundays? It's the day to be open. But um, they believe what you tell them. Because for a lot of them, they're listening to you, that thing for the first time. Or like, you have to go to bed at this time. They believe you. They may not follow through with it, but they believe you. That is my bedtime. You know, children, they just follow. They follow. They listen and they follow. And and God wants us to be like that. Faith and obedience. I believe you and I'll do as you say. I know kids aren't always like that because we all have kids or we work with kids. Or we've seen kids. There was a... um. On a, on a trip to Perth from Melbourne, there was a, um, a young boy that was running up and down the aisles of the plane and um, driving everyone crazy. Uh, and he was just running, running up and down there. One of the steward, steward pupils was out handing out coffees and he ran into a spilled the coffee everywhere. And everyone's going like, yeah, yeah, this kid. Um, so the lady gets down, or guy, person, then they, gets down and, and starts picking up things. And the kid's just looking at her and she looks at him and goes, look, why don't you just go play outside? So we, we know what kids are like. Yes, Father, it pleased you to... So I'm going back on with the verses. You reveal those to the, that are childlike, those that are trusting and open and soft and tender and ready to hear from you. Kids just want to play. They want to play with you. They want time with you. They just want to be with you. Let's, let's play. Let's do something together. Let's play cards. Let's go play outside. Let's ride a bike. Let's go buy something. Let's go do something. That's us with God. God, let's go do something. Let's do something. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. That's you and me. That's you. Jesus chooses to reveal the Father to you, and he's doing that through this word. So what is he revealing? Then Jesus said, come, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. That's what he said, wasn't it? Did I miss something? He actually says, come to me, all you who are weary. Sorry, and I'm messing around with you, but this is what I've got in my notes. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls there. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know where Jesus is, there's freedom. There's rest. There's restoration. There's love. There's peace. Whatever we need, whatever we want, whatever... We don't even know we want. Sorry, I should say whatever we don't even know we meet, need. That's a really complicated way of saying it, isn't it? You know, innermost desires that we may not even know in our conscious thought. It's in our subconscious. It's, it's directing our crazy neuroses about like following this and chasing that. And I'm just looking, 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 looking. But there's a, there is a real need within me that I don't even realise I've got. And it's Jesus. It's found in Jesus. So Jesus is here right now. Hi, Jesus. He's here and he's saying, Come, come. Okay. How will we respond? think of Luke 14, sorry, Luke 4, verses 14 to 19. Jesus um, has just finished the trip into the wilderness. He booked it with Flight (laughs) Centre. Didn't bother to book any food or accommodation. Just went walking. But he was led by the Holy Spirit. He was led by God. And he's just come back. From dealing with the devil and sorting out this temptation and the devil trying to lead him in a different direction, just uses the word of God. So he comes back to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, mind you, and news about him spread throughout the entire region, not just because he was walking through the area, but obviously because of what he was doing and and the presence that he carried with him. And he began teaching in the synagogues and was praised and glorified and honoured by all. Wow. So he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath and he stood up to read the scroll. The prophet Isaiah was handed to him and he unrolled it. Lucky it was just this prophet Isaiah 61 and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce release, pardon and forgiveness to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden bruised, crushed by tragedy, and to proclaim the favourable year of the Lord, the day of salvation and favour of God great, God abounding greatly. But his hometown didn't receive him terribly well. I said, wow, this is someone speaking with great authority. But isn't he your son? Who is this guy? How will we respond to Jesus when he says, come, Come to me if you're weary. Come to me. How are you going to respond? Will you respond with indifference because you've been in church forever? You've lived here. You've been here for years. Are you going to just, yeah, yeah, it's another verse about come to me. Yeah, okay. I wonder what the weather is. Let's look up what the weather is. How am I, how's my Bitcoin going at the moment? I'm not good. Um, you know, how are you going to respond when Jesus says Come. Because you have an opportunity to come now, today. If you're weary and burdened, I'll give you rest. Does anybody want rest at the moment? I don't mean just sleeping, right? Do you want real rest? I I want peace in my life. And not not the absence of frustration, the absence of craziness going around me. I mean peace. We're talking about inside, inside peace. Does anybody want that? Come to me. Jesus is saying, come. How will you respond? How are you going to respond right now, right here? Because it will change. Like what Steve McCracken was saying, what you do now affects the next two years. How will you respond now? Because it will affect the trajectory you set your life on. So back in Matthew, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened. So back then, to give you some cultural context, they they were people who, Jesus' people, obviously the, the Hebrew nation, had set everything up to be just all about law and all about keeping the law. So when he says weary and burdened, for them he was saying, I know you're going through a lot. I know that the teachers of the law here have set up some crazy religious rules for you to follow. Not just rules, there were many different rules. Do you anyone know what I'm talking about? You you look back in their culture and they had to wash, clean, cleanse, clean, wash. And that was just what was in the the Mosaic law. Then all the Pharisees and Sadducees had added many, many layers to that, subsections, paragraphs, addendums, amendments, They had added so much to God's word that it was just weary and burdensome for them to live their life following God, which is what they wanted to do because they were God's people. They want to follow God, but they had been sent down this merry path of having to work hard. So Jesus is saying, come, come to me. Come to me who you're weary. He didn't say a wicked generation, you brood of vipers, you evildoers. He was speaking to everyone but he wasn't speaking to their condition he was speaking to who they are their character come to me you're weary come 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 you need rest come come to me you need peace come if you're broken come carrying heavy burdens yeah it was it was a overburden with ceremony it actually talks about that in when you read in, in the description of that word Jesus uses, it's overburdened with ceremonial and with spiritual anxiety, burdensome, burdensome requirements of the Mosaic law and traditions and with the consciousness of sin. So were, their laws and rules had been set up so much focusing on sin that that was just, is, who wants to live under that? You're bad, you're bad, you're bad. You can't do anything else. You're bad, you're bad, you're bad. You're going to have to work for it. But you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. You're never going to make it. But you have to work for it. That is wearisome and heavy, overburdened. I think sometimes, well, me, so maybe you as well, maybe some of you are like this, but I put requirements, religious requirements upon myself of how wow. to get out of the hole I'm in when I've made a mistake. I put religious requirements, I have to do this, A, B and C and Z all the way through and then AA and and ABB and then AZF. You know, I have to work all the way through this process to try and get myself back and that's not what Jesus is saying. He's actually telling, Jesus brings life. Whoever would call on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, um, confess your sins one to another. Just let it go. Jesus has paid the price for everything. We don't have to make it a religious effort. Please don't make it a religious effort. That is far from what Jesus wants in our lives. Sometimes we we have burdens we put on ourselves. I've made allusion to that, but in Luke 21 it says, and verse 34, it says, Be on your guard so that your hearts are not weighed down and depressed, With the giddiness of debauchery and the nausea of self-indulgence and the worldly worries of life. Oh, what are we talking about here? So letting your passions go wherever they want to go because that's where I find fun. That's where I find what I need in, in the approval of people who don't even matter about their approval. They're just saying, yeah, go live your life. Go live your best life. Just live it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Be on your guard because we can put a weight on our own shoulders and our own lives just by following our pretty little heart wherever it may wa- want to follow. Yeah, I'm talking about me here. You may think I'm directing this at you. Maybe that's the Holy Spirit talking to you. But for me, I've got to stop following my merry little heart. And listening to Jesus when he says, come, come, come away with me. Come away with me. Song song speaks about that. Come away with me. Come, come. Spend time with your lover. Spend time with me. I love you. I have the best for you. And those things that I spend my time and my heart's pleasure on don't have the best for me. They don't have a good future for me. They don't even have a reward for me that's worth the effort that I put into it. Anyone else put their name in that spot there? When I say me, you put your name. you know what I mean? They don't. But if I say yes, Jesus, then there is a reward well worth it. So say yes. Say yes. Respond. Respond to him. Okay. <laughs> My son just sent me a message. Thanks, Regan. It's a private message. I want to share it with you. Sometimes we have burdens that are put upon us by others sometimes it's abuse or physical abuse emotional abuse sometimes it's a situational sometimes it's a number of other things we are weary and burdened so Jesus doesn't make those distinctions I am I'm trying to flesh it out a little bit so it's not just limited to one small group of people God's talking to each of us Jesus is calling each of us come 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 Do you want peace? Come. It's time for you to start setting your eyes back on the right things. Let's realign our vision. Let's realign our perspective. Let's get it stuck back on him. And I will give you rest. It actually says weary is is weary from hard labour. If you're weary and heavy burdened, hard working, hard working anyone been hard working and not getting anywhere hello I've done that daily grind just working away not talking about the coffee people here talking about real life just day after day breakfast lunch have to cook dinner kids to bed dishwasher on clothes out clothes in daily hard labor come to me and I will give you rest I will give you rest. I will cause and permit you to cease from any movement or labour in order to recover and collect strength. Wait upon the Lord. Those who wait upon the Lord will grow stronger. Come to me and get your rest. I think I'm famous for talking about the simple stuff. But the simple stuff is what we need in life. It's 101s, we tend to skip over to grade 10, right? Year 12 maths when we're... Should be in grade one. Simple, Adrian. Thanks, dude. I will give you rest. So here we go. Jesus says, then take my yoke upon you. Now, again, that's a, t- a cultural text here. So, because they're wearing a burden and, and they're working hard, so there is a yoke they're wearing from, from the Pharisees and the religious rules and systems they have to follow. Jesus says, no, put my yoke on. It's easy and it's light take my yoke. Let me teach you. Oh, hang on, let me go back. Yoke was very real for them. It's actually, they were living for it because they had surrendered to the way that they had to live. This is, I want to get somewhere with God, so I've surrendered to this pattern. I want to, I I love God, I want to follow God, I'm following the pattern. But Jesus is showing them a better way to surrender to come and surrender to me and my yoke I don't know about you but I think about that yoke I don't want to want to have this heavy thing over me that I use pull you see those what are they called those bulls ox there you go oxen those guys just pulling away it seems like hard work but Jesus is saying no 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 Your pitch is all wrong, Adrian. It's not about hard work. It's not about pulling hard. It's actually just about surrendering to me. It's about letting me take off your burdens and give you something that is light, fluffy. No, no, it's not necessarily that. It is surrendering to something because there is obedience involved. Come to me. Let's be obedient. Let's come to him. Take his yoke upon us. But we all give up to something. We all yield. We all submit to something. You will follow something. You can't follow two masters. You've either got to follow one or the other. It's either going to be something in this world that's grabbed your attention in your treasure or it's God. It's either one way or the other. Oh, but I just know it's either one way or the other. It's simple. Simple Adrian speaking to you here. It's either one way or the other. You're going to follow something. Let's take what's easy and light, shall we? Calm, calm. Let me teach you. How good is this? Who wants to be taught by Jesus? So do you remember what I said about Jesus has just come out of the wilderness and he's just moving around, following what God says, what the Father says to do, and there is something crazy going on about him. People are running to him. People are flocking to Jesus because he has life. Come and teach, come and learn from me. Let me teach you. Who wants to learn from Jesus a good way to live life? Who's ever had to revalue their situation in life and, yep, thank you, that's me, and just turn everything around because I realized, man, this isn't working for me and, and things are going crazy. Let's learn from the master. Let's learn from Jesus. Let's take his yoke because it's light. And Jesus says, learn from me. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart. And you'll find rest for your souls. I'm just, I'm just having to work through this slowly, guys, because I know that God is speaking to each one of you. He's speaking to me so much. So Jesus, Jesus, I want that rest and I want to learn from you. Not because he's overbearing, judgmental, hard to get along with, Discipline freak, you know, a crazy taskmaster. That's none of Jesus. He's humble and gentle at heart. Tenderness. That's what Jesus has for you, tenderness. Real, true tenderness. Come, come, sit at my feet. Come, sit on my knee. Let me talk to you, child. Let me teach you, teach you the way of living life. It's time for us to realign, come back to the master, and we find rest for our souls. For my yoke is easy to bear. So, this is in comparison to the Pharisees' yoke. My yoke is easy to take on. And the burden that I give you is light. Let's surrender to Jesus. Let him be our teacher. How will you supo- respond to Jesus right now? He's calling you. you. Say, come, come. Whether you've been in church a thousand years <laughs> or just 10 minutes. Well, actually, you've been here longer because you, yeah, at least an hour and a bit. Come come. Everyone got some communion at the start? So we're going to, I'm not going to do that now. <laughs> Just made you reach down and get it. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, sorry. How will you respond to Jesus? How are you going to respond to him? Because he's, he's giving you the opportunity to, for rest, to learn a good life, no matter how old you are, young. That's great to learn a good life when you're young. (laughs) That's excellent to learn a good life when you're young because you've got your whole life. You can avoid making mistakes that I've made or all of us have made that are older. You can avoid that. You can learn a good life. And for those of us who are middle aged, those of us who are older, we can learn a good life for every day we're on this planet. How about we make the last part of our lives the best part? Let's surrender to Jesus. Are you going to be like the people in his hometown? You respond to him with familiarity and contempt? Or we follow like like Peter urges us to in 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Set aside your righteous pride so that he may exalt you to the place of honor at his service at the appropriate time, casting all your cares and all your anxieties, all your worries and all your concerns, once and for all on him. That's Jesus. For he cares about you with deepest affection, and he watches over you very carefully. Jesus, we respond to you today with the same tenderness you have for us. We want What you are asking us to do, we follow you. We say, yes, I want to let go of my heavy burdens. I want to take your light yoke, your burden. Does anybody not have communion? If you don't have a communion, please raise your hand. You want to partake of communion today? Yeah, Carol, Senator, thank you. So I'm going to invite you to respond to Jesus now. Because this communion speaks of his great sacrifice, the lamb that was slain from the beginning of the world. This is Jesus. He is the only sacrifice that could pay to bring us back to the Father. So his blood made a way for us to come back to God. I just spilled some. Sorry, Jesus. Fortunately, that is just juice. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. How are we going to respond to him? So after you've got your communion ready, let's just close our eyes and let's listen to the Father. Let's listen to Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. I ask that you would speak to each of my brothers and sisters right now. Tell them what they need to hear. I know you are calling us closer to you that there is a new path ahead of us to follow. There is new teachings for us to learn. There is a better life to live through Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. So how we respond to Jesus? He is tenderly called to you. Jesus says, come. You can keep your eyes closed and just spend some time with Him. Okay, Shana, good. Thank you, Shana. Let's just spend some time talking with God. Please respond to Him. Say, Yes, Jesus. I'm listening. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your blood that sets me free of all my burdens, of all my past. Thank you for your body, God, which shows us how you have paid the price for us. You have healed us. You are our bread. You are our life. Thank you, Jesus. So, wait for me to take the bread and the cup. It's between you and Jesus. Go for it. that atmosphere at the moment. I want to give anyone an opportunity to respond. If God is speaking to you and you have something going on in your body and in your mind right now, you feel you need to respond, you need to come out the front, you want prayer, please come forward. If you want to respond by coming out physically, please do. If God is On your case, and He's saying something to you, you're getting butterflies, you're like, I'm not settled, please come forward, we want to pray for you. If you need healing, please come forward, we want to pray for you, because that is God's plan. I'm just going to leave a few minutes for you to come forward. We want to pray for you. Jesus is calling, come. Forward. We want to pray for you and ask for God to release that. To change it. If you're struggling mentally, there is thoughts going crazy in your mind. Come forward. Please respond. Come. Jesus is saying, come. Come. Thanks for joining today.